Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. Our mission is to reach, teach, and baptize throughout the world, beginning in our community, fulfilling the Great Commission by the power and presence of the Holy Spirit until Jesus returns. That simply means we're here to reach irreligious people and turn them into lifelong devoted followers of Jesus, equip them for a place of service in the church, and send them out on a mission for Christ in the world. We're glad you're with us today. I command blessings on you and your family today.
God kept me. Yes, he did. I'm so thankful. Oh, Lord, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Father, we thank you today for the blessing that you have given us. Thank you for bringing us to this moment and for all of the things you have done to get us here. Thank you for this time of fellowship and worship tonight. And we pray that you would continue to protect us and keep us by your keeping power. Lord, as we come now to this moment, we praise you for the worship that has already gone before but now I ask that you would lift again your human out of self. Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Speak to us and through us in this moment of sharing. And bless now the words that are in our mouth and the meditations that are on our heart. That it may be acceptable in your sight. Speak, Lord. Speak it so clear now that none of us escape. Change us. Direct us. Fill us now. Do your work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank all of you who have participated so far. Thank you, James. Thank you for the message. And thank God for that energy that I used to have. <laughs> I want to direct your attention tonight to a very familiar passage of Scripture. Paul's right into Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4. I want to look at it in two parts, verses 5 through 8 you're familiar with, and then I want to skip down to verse 14 through 22, and I want to read it in your hearing so that you can hear what the Word of God is saying. Beginning at the fifth verse, Paul says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. 
Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. I'm going to skip over verse 14. The cloak, well, should I say 14? Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord rewarded him according to his works. Of whom be thou where also, for he hath greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it be not laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus abode at Corinth, but Trophimus have I left at Miletum sick. Do thy diligence to come before winter. Eubulus greeteth thee and Pudens and Linus and Claudia and all of the brethren. The Lord Jesus be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. This is the word of God for the people of God. I want to preach tonight from this subject. Making peace with your past. Making peace with your past. Now I know many of you have heard the text read many times at funerals and sometimes we think that the word of God is only for given occasions but the word of God is rich and it's full of instruction for every occasion and as we are here tonight in the waning hours of this year excuse me, 2022, before we go into 23, I believe that we need to make peace with our past. There have been some mistakes that were made this year. There have been some hurts that have occurred this year. There have been some people we have avoided this year. And if you couple it with the years that have already gone by, we have ducked and dodged and tried to hide and disguise 
our feelings, the truth of what has happened in our life. And it's like the young man said when he was up, you can't go forward until you deal with first things. And the first thing that has to happen before 23 come in is that somebody need to make peace with their past. Now this is the Apostle Paul who is writing. And Paul at this point in his life is very seasoned. I like good food and all of you can cook but all of you don't know how to season well. Some put too much season in and some don't put enough season in. And, and, and you could ruin good food because it is not properly season. But the apostle, he's well seasoned. And his seasoning has not become because so much of his age. Because I know a lot of old people who are not well seasoned. And I know some young people who are seasoned beyond their years. But Paul has been seasoned by trials. He has been seasoned by trouble. He has been seasoned by disappointments. He has been seasoned by the various vicissitudes of life. And I want you to understand that God does not waste seasoning. And so Paul, being at this point in his life well seasoned, recognizes that his life is coming to a close. And he writes this letter to his young son in the ministry, Timotheus, Timothy, that we know him. And he's passing on to him information and an example of what it is to make peace with your past. Paul, Paul has made it clear in these words. He wanted Timothy to know, man. He said, life is not going to be easy. He said, it, 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 it's, it's going to have trouble in it. And I, 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 I know you want to think that the new year is going to be all full of roses, but you better know. That there are going to be some challenges and some trials in the new year. 
But before he deals with his future, he's looking back at his past. And, and what I like about it is he's all right with his past. He, he, he's like Maurice said when he gave his testimony. He, he's not ashamed of what had happened up to this point in his life. Because he has made peace with his past. I, I, I remember, I remember Nelson Mandela who, who was in South Africa and for 27 years he was imprisoned. But Nelson Mandela tells of the account of how he had to make peace with his past. See, you, you cannot become who God wants you to be. And you cannot do and accomplish what God wants you to accomplish until and unless you make peace with your past. And, and Nelson Mandela made peace. And, and he did it through night after night of talking first to himself. May I help somebody tonight to understand that sometimes you have to talk to you. You, you. you have to tell you the truth. To thine own self be true. See, some of us lie. We lie so much that even when we look in the mirror, we lie to ourselves. You got to start looking at yourself and tell yourself the truth. You know, I, I was listening to the radio. They got this commercial on tell on, on radio now, and they were they were talking about uh, don't drive buzzed. And, and, and the reason they were talking about it like that, it says because other people can tell. Say so you say your mama can tell when you when you've been smoking. Your, your, your family can tell when you when you've been drinking, and, and, and just like other people can tell, the police can tell. But you know what's happening on a night like tonight? There are a whole lot of folk that are lying to who? And so we got to learn how to tell ourselves the truth about us. In, in the fairy tales, there was a woman one time who looked in the mirror. She said, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? And you know who she was. She was a wicked which, and because the mirror was afraid of her, the mirror would not tell her the truth, constantly telling her that you are. But then one day the mirror got religion. And when the wicked witch looked in the mirror, she said, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest of them all? And the mirror shocked her. Because the mirror answered Snow White. And reality set. Now, 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 listen. The, the, the wicked witch did not want to make peace with her past. And as a result, she flew into a rage and she wanted to make everybody else's life miserable and all because she did not want to reconcile her own past. And may I say to you that if you don't make peace with your past, you're going to continue to be miserable and you're going to do your best to make sure that other people around you 
are miserable. And so if you don't want to live with that misery no longer, if you want to walk upright, if you want to live free, and if you want to go into it and see what the Lord has for you, you're going to have to make peace with your past. Now, I promised that I wouldn't be long tonight because we got to, got to service on time and I want to get out too because I know Pookie, Ricky, Nene, Riri, all of them are waiting around the corner and I want to be at home before they start cutting up. And I want you at home too. And, and, and so I'm not, I'm not going to prolong this, but I'm going to come right down the middle here and tell you what the Apostle Paul said. Apostle Paul said, Timothy, he said, listen, he said, my life has been difficult. He said, as a matter of fact, he, 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 said, he said, and this is what I want you to understand. If you're, gonna make, if you're really going to make peace with your past, you, you got to be able to not only tell yourself the truth, but you honestly have got to get a realistic perspective of your past. Come on now, don't, it, it's, it's no need to continue to pretend. Paul was not pretending. He knew that time was moving, that his life was coming to a close. And he, and he said, he said, listen, he said, he said, I'm ready now. And, and, and whether you know it or not, you got to be ready for the new year because this year, time of departure is at hand. And whatever you didn't get done up to this point, you're not going to get it done in this year. So, so if, you, if you're going to look ahead, you better look back first and get a realistic perspective. Paul said, I'm ready. He, he knew that he was facing Nero's chopping block. And he knew that his life was going to come to a close. And, and he said, and I'm ready to be poured out like a drink offering. And, 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 and look at the perspective that he takes of his life. He said, it's been a fight. He said, and I fought what? Listen, can, can, I wish there were two people in here tonight who would just be honest. That this year just has not been easy. It's been a fight. The last three years, if you want to be telling the truth about it, has been constantly a fight. I mean, I'm talking about, and you, may, you might not have fought with flesh and blood, but then again, you may have fought with flesh and blood. See, Paul, when he looked back at his life, he understood what his life had been like before he became a Christian. It was a fight. He, although he had a good background that he was proud of, he, he was born the eighth day, he was circumcised, should I say, he was born of the tribe of Benjamin, he was circumcised the eighth day, he was a Pharisee of the Pharisee, he had a great education, he had studied at the feet of Gamaliel, he had a lot to be proud of, but it still was a fight. Because in, 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 in the coming of Jesus Christ and the preaching of Jesus Christ just irritated him to no end. And he went after people who called on the name of the Lord and he fought with those people. He went after people, binding them up and bringing them in to stand trial. His life was a fight before Jesus. And then one day he went to Damascus with orders from the high priest. 
and he was intending to round up Christians there and bring them back to Jerusalem to stand trial. But the Lord met him and his life still became a fight. Because immediately once he, once he became converted and God opened his eyes and he knew that Jesus was now real, he wanted to go down to Jerusalem. He wanted to sit with Peter and James and John and the apostles and they would have none of it. Then who are you? This young Johnny come lately. You were not on the Mount of Transfiguration when we saw him transfigured. You were not at the well when we, he saw how he dealt with the hoochie mama there. You were, you were not at the funeral of Lazarus and saw that the Lord turned it out the fourth day. You were not there at any of the great miracles. You wasn't a waiter on the mountain when we served fish and loaves. And you're going to come around now and want to sit with us. His life was a fight. Let me just tell somebody the truth. There are some people that don't want you in their company. And you've had to fight like that. You had to fight to be accepted by people who should have readily embraced you. But because they didn't want to embrace you, you were pushed back and you fought still to try to make your presence accepted. Sometimes, I wish somebody would tell the truth. You tried, you had to fight with your mama and with your daddy. You've had to fight with your brothers and your sisters. You've had to fight with your children. You've had to fight with your in-laws and other people. Just to be accepted but you got to be willing to tell yourself the truth about it it does you no good to say oh it was easy it, and pretend about it for a long time I had a pretense about myself because I didn't want nobody to know that I had a fight going on is there somebody here who know you got a fight going on and that fight ain't just started. It started before you met Jesus, but once you came to the Lord, you thought that it would be easier. That instead of it being easier, it has become more complicated. How can you explain to somebody this mystery that lives in your heart? How can you tell some unbeliever about the joy that goes on in your soul? How can you tell somebody who don't know nothing about God, about the burning that goes on in your heart, and about the conversations that you have with an invisible God? I came by tonight to encourage somebody. Face your past. Make peace with your past. Tell yourself the truth. It's been a fight the last three years with COVID. It's, it's, it's been a fight to even break out of your shell again. It's been a fight to even come around other people and be comfortable. Now, you know how we do. We're still not comfortable. Baby, six feet. That's not six. That's four. I mean six feet. And we're still having problems. But Paul said that I fought a good fight. See, what I want somebody here tonight to understand, he didn't say I won all the time. He said I, 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 was, I, was, I was just in the ring swinging. And, and sometimes I had to take it. Sometimes I had to, to go down to my knees. But I was still fighting. 
See, you, you, you don't get credit for winning, but you do get credit for fighting. And, and Paul said, I fought back. I fought back. Sometimes I had to fight the Judaizers. Sometimes I had to fight my old Pharisee friends. Sometimes I had to fight people in the church. Sometimes I had to fight people from everywhere, but I kept swinging. I wish somebody in here tonight would tell the truth. I might not have won all this year, but I was swinging. I was swinging back. Maybe sometimes it felt like I was swinging in the air. Wasn't hitting nothing, but I was swinging. Need somebody to just know it's all right to keep fighting. Keep fighting. Don't give up. I promise you that I wouldn't be long, so I need to move. Not only did Paul say that I fought a good fight, both before I became a Christian and even after I became a Christian, Paul said there's something else that you got to understand if you're going to reconcile, if you're going to make peace with your past. Not only have a realistic view of what that past has been, but you also, secondly, you got to understand the lessons that you have learned. And Paul said, out of all of the stuff that I've gone through, one thing I learned is that I I kept my faith. I I kept it. Man, the the, the devil attacked me on every front, but I kept it. They tried to wrestle it away from me, but I kept it. They tried to take it from me, but I kept it. They called me names, but I kept it. They mistreated me, but I kept it. My family didn't want me to come around, but I kept my faith. Oh, I wish somebody would tell the truth tonight. They took my car, but I kept my faith. My husband ran away. My wife ran away, but I kept my faith. My friends left me. They called me names. They talked about me. They put my business on Facebook, but I kept my faith. Because faith is the most sacred trust that God has given you. And if you hold on to your faith, baby, you can make it. Even if you have to fake it until you make it. But if you hold on to your faith, you'll have what you need to be able to stand when they come back again. Because they will come back again. Do you know that when Jesus was baptized in the Jordan, the Bible said the devil left him for a season. But he circled back around and he came back again. So you might have got by in January. And maybe he left you alone February and March. But somewhere around April or May, he circled back around. You may have did him another dirty blow, but he came back around. And I promise you that somebody knows that he's still on your trail in here tonight. He doesn't want your car. He doesn't want your house. He wants your faith. And if you don't give up your faith, you will have what it takes to stand. Oh man, it's been rough. The truth is, I live by myself. I walk by myself much of the time. I walk by myself because sometimes I get tired of the fight. Sometimes I get tired of the junk and the challenge that goes with it. But thank be to God. You may think it's easy to be a preacher. Paul had it. He understood 
And he wanted Timothy to understand, Timothy, listen, man, don't give up your faith. He, he said, you're going to have some fights, but you keep preaching. There's going to come a time when they're not going to want to hear you. They're not going to want to endure sound doctrine. They'd rather grab a hold of people who make their ears feel good. Tell them things that they want to hear. They might not want to hear you. Sometimes your children don't want to hear what you got to say. Your grandchildren don't want to hear the truth about what the friends are and who they are and how dangerous it can be for you. Your daughters don't want you to tell them about how tight that skirt is and all of that, but you got to tell them anyhow. Because you know, you know the warfare, and you know what Satan is really after. He's trying to take their faith. But Paul said, I kept fighting. And I wish there was one or two people in here tonight that want to commit themselves to keep fighting. And going to do all you can to protect your faith. Have my body. You can have whatever else you want to have, but you can't get my faith. See, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. When I got my faith, I know mountains are going to move. When I got my faith, I know doors are going to open. When I got my faith, I know it's going to be all right. I was sick too. I was in intensive care. And I overheard the doctors. I overheard what they said to my wife. I overheard them when they said he might not go back home again. And I said, oh, you a liar tonight. I said, Jesus is the Christ. And it's by his stripes that I have my healing. All I was doing was just throwing another, another punch, just... Just, just, just trying to fight back. Just fight back. Might not have made no difference to the doctor, but it made difference to me. I was just trying to hold on to my peace. Just hold on to my sanity. Just hold on to keep from coming apart. Is there anybody ever been in a place where it was all you could do to just hold on to some little thread? Wasn't much, but you just held on to whatever it was that you could hold on to. What you got to do. Not only must you talk to yourself, not only must you get a right perspective of your past and, and pick out the lessons, the most important lesson that you can learn from your struggles is that you kept your faith. That you might not have won the battles, you got tackled, you got intercepted, got knocked down, but you still, on this last night, got your faith. Well, Paul shows us something else about dealing with our past and making peace with our past. He made peace with the network of people that surrounded him. See, you, you, you can't do life by yourself. And you certainly can't do ministry by yourself. So Paul had folk. In the, word, in the world today, to put it in modern terminology, he had a network of people. He, he had people who were dear and near to him. He had people in his network who were loyal to him. 
but he also had people in his network who deserted him. And he, and he had people in his circle who were enemies toward him. And he had people in his network that he knew were trying to hurt him and stab him in the back. Uh, but, 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 but he dealt effectively with them. You, 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 you got you, you, you to look back at your network. You got to look back at the people that God brought around you. And you got to know how to deal with every one of them in an effective way. See, he's writing this letter to the first one in his network. That's Timothy. Timothy was going to take over when Paul could no longer go forward. Timothy was going to be his successor. Timothy was going to be the one who was going to pick up the mantle and take on the load when Paul was no longer around. So Paul needed to encourage Timothy. So he wanted Timothy to understand the nature of this work, son. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have haters. Let me help you understand who's in the circle so you know how to handle yourself when it comes your time to deal with them. So Paul writes affectionately to Timothy. But then he also talks about other people who was in his circles. That were, that were people who did Paul well. That were people like Crescens. We don't know nothing about Crescens. But Crescens was one of the ones in Paul's inner circle that could be trusted because Paul could send him on journeys and he could go to other churches and he could equip people. Nothing is said about where he come from or anything else about it. But Crescens Paul wanted to know was all right. But he looked around in that network and he recognized that Demas was there. And Demas, he said, Demas has forsaken me. Listen, there'll be people who will walk out of your life. When the Lord walks in, there'll be some Demases. Demas who had been a part of the team. Demas who had been up close. Demas who had been instrumental to the success of the work. But now for whatever reason, Demas has forsaken Paul. But you got to understand how to handle people even when they walk out of your life. And I promise you, somebody in here has had somebody to walk out this year. But you got to know how to do it. And he talks about Alexander the coppersmith. He said, Alexander the coppersmith did me daddy. He did me wrong. He opposed the work. He fought against the words. He fought against the work that I was doing. Alexander the coppersmith was a metal worker. He probably was a man who built idol gods. But when Paul was preaching the word, Alexander knew how to stir up the people. That's going to always be somebody who will stir up other people against you. Everybody who smiled in your face are not your friends. OJ's had it right. Uh, the old boys had it right. They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. You better know they there. But you got to know how to deal with them. Listen to what Paul says. Listen how he reconciles with his past. When he thinks about Alexander. When he thinks about demons. He said you know what? He said but I don't hold that against them. He said I give it over to God. Listen, listen to Paul. He said at my first trial. The first time that they brought me before Caesar, he said, all forsook me and nobody stood with me. 
You got to know that was a hurtful thing. Paul had preached all over the Gentile world. He had founded churches. He had planted churches. He had done everything. But when they drug him before the tribunal, there was nobody there to speak a kind word. Nobody there to say any good thing about him. But Paul said, I, I, I pray that God would not hold that to their child. You gotta learn how to forgive folk. If if, if you're gonna if you're gonna make peace with your past, you gotta look around in the network of people that's been hanging around you, people that's been supposedly on your team, your posse, your homegirls, your homeboys, all of those folk. You better believe that there's a Judah somewhere hanging in there. Jesus didn't have but 12 and one of them was a devil. And so look at what Paul does with his past. He doesn't hate people who came against him yesterday. He puts it in God's hand. Don't lose no more sleep trying to figure who you're going to get back and how you're going to deal with them that have already been doing your dirty. See, I say all the time, you don't always have to show people that you know that you see them. God will show you people. He will show you snakes. Not always so you can pick up a stick and say, I see you, snake. Stick your head up and so I can knock you out. No, sometimes God will show you a snake just so you know how to walk. You ain't even got to let him know that you see him. But God will show it to you so that your heart is pure. Look at all of this. No wonder this boy could say, listen, I, I fought. This was not easy. It, not only did I have to contend with the forces in the world, but I had to deal with my network, with people who were supposed to be there with me and for me. But he made peace. With the fight, he made peace with holding on to his faith. He made peace even with the network. Those who were real friends, those who were faraway friends, those who were haters, those who were forsakers, those who were trickers, and all of those things. But then he had some other folk who were real partners. Aquila and Priscilla, Linus and Putin and Claudius. And he goes down the list of all of these people that had been involved in some way in meaningful work to him. Sometimes you just have to do it, y'all. And before you go to sleep tonight, you might have to go through your list. You might have to call some family members' names. You might have to look at some co-workers and you may have to decide where they stand and where they stood and how you felt about them over this year and over the previous years and anybody that you find that you might still be holding some ill against, you're going to have to let them go. You're going to have to make peace with your past and when you make peace with your past 
then you can plan your future. That's my word for you tonight. You can plan your future. You, 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 you can think about what else God wants. You can think about those promises that God has laid in your heart. You can remember verses like Psalm 37 that tell you delight yourself in the Lord and that he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, let me, let me tell you something. What I share with ministers all the time that, that there's a difference between when God shows you the vision and when it actually happened, sometimes there's a delay between when God show you what the desire is in your heart and him actually bringing it to pass. And so you got to have fire. You got to have passion. You, you got you to have that ability and that willingness to hold on until the Lord aligns them up. When he show it to you, he intend for you to have it. But sometimes other folk might get in the way. Circumstance might block you. May have been your finances. May have been a change in jobs. It may have been a loss. It may have been a setback. But it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. What I want you to do tonight is just hold out. Because the sun is going to shine if you hold out. Anybody know that it will? <laughs> Anybody know that one day? Anybody know that one day it's going to line up? And, and, and when it lines up, you're going to say, look at you, God. See, see, Paul, Paul knew. He said, I'm not worried about this life. He had already told the Philippians to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So if, if whatever happens in this life is all right. Let me just tell anybody who's scared tonight. That God doesn't have to do any one particular thing to take you out. Don't worry when you go to the doctor and they tell you something ugly is happening now and now. God does not have to make you sick to take you to heaven if that's all he wanted to do. You don't have to worry about these boys that's running around here with their AK-45s and 47s and all that. God has his hand of protection around you. You just have to hold out and hold on to his unchanging word. You don't have to worry about that man, that woman that won't treat you well. God got somebody that will. Just hold out. You got to hold out. You got to hold out. You got to believe. You got to believe. You got to believe that the sun is going to shine again. 22 may not have been your year. 21 may not have been your year. 20 may not have been your year. But it doesn't mean your year is not coming. But you got to be willing to hold out. Is there anybody here tonight who's willing to hold out? Is there anybody here who's willing to wait on God? To just believe him and trust him. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. Quit focusing on what's wrong. Don't be afraid to look at it. Don't let your past lock you down. God is getting ready to open up a brand new future. A new year is getting ready to come. And with it comes opportunities. With it comes possibilities. With it comes the fulfillment of what is yet to come. But before you can get there, first things are first. Make peace with your past. Come on, baby. Doors open. Doors up, church. Oh, we're going to take it right here. So many times.
the doors of the church open. Somebody might be here tonight. Listen at the song. For better days. See, I prayed for Doors open. It can be your night to find Jesus. See, I know. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. The sun. But I got to do my part. That's my part. I got to wait. I got to wait. I got to make peace with the past. And I got to wait on God for my future. Listen at the story. Alone. See, no one. To call on. That's when the devil like to work on you right there. This I know. Here's what I know. This is what I know. The sun. The sun. Sometimes I may have to cry. Weeping may endure for a night. Trouble don't last always. Trouble don't last always. Joy. Joy comes in the morning. Just wait till the morning. Here it is right here. Look, listen, 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 listen. Listen, listen, I won't let go. I won't let go of my faith. Of my faith. See, that's what I gotta hold on to. The sun is gonna shine. The sun is gonna shine. You may have to cry sometime, weeping. Point of the fight.
listen. That is such a strong prophetic word. When you're thinking about making peace with your past, there might be some ugly things there. But the good news is the sun is going to shine. But I have to do my part. And my part is I've got to hold out. What a blessing that is tonight. And I want you to go home tonight. And I want you to talk to you. I want you to get a clear perspective about what the past has been. It really has been a fight. And in some cases, you're still fighting. But that's all right. You get credit for fighting. Understand what it's all about. The devil ultimately want to take away from you your faith. And if you hold on to your faith, look at your network because that might be the source of some of your pain. Might be in the people that you expected to have done different and they didn't. And because they didn't, you're now mad and hurt. Make peace with that. Turn them over to God. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. And tomorrow when you come, we're going to talk about how to get there into that future as we look at the process on tomorrow. Hey friends, this is Dr. Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. And I know by now you know about this new book that we have released. Not only have we released it, the book is here. And it's an excellent read, not just because I wrote it, but because of the content and what it conveys. It tells the story of where marriage comes from. Marriage comes from God. And I need us to know that. And if you're in love and considering this particular path for your life, the content of this book will help you along the way. Not only do we talk about where marriage comes from, we talk about keys to compatibility, what's necessary to be effective in marriage. I have a little acronym in the book, it's called CUT, C-U-T, Communication, Understanding, Trust. That becomes the basic formula that's necessary for any marriage to be successful. Not only do we talk about those things and the keys to compatibility, we also talk about staying in love. Once you're in love, we certainly want to remain in love. And some may wonder, well, what if I married the wrong person? We even deal with that as well. So this is a great opportunity for you to make sure that you're in line with what God's will is for your life. God bless you. Please follow the prompts on the screen that you may know how to get your personal copy of this book. Friends, this is Michael Wesley, Senior Pastor of Greater Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Birmingham, Alabama. 
We really appreciate all of the love and support that you have shown to us through these broadcasts. We've been hearing from people and our friends all over, and we want you to pray about being a supporter and a prayer partner and a supporter of this television ministry. If you believe the Holy Spirit has ministered the Word of God to you and you'd like to see this ministry continue and to share it with your friends, please consider being a supporter. Follow the prompts on the screen. We would love to hear from you.